find it's put on a stack of 45s with the splendid Bohemians, Bill Mesnick in California, Rich Buckland in Florida. We're, not, we're, we're doing another evening broadcast, another broadcast where the sun has set. And normally we do these when the day is bright. So if you hear a difference in the tone, it is because the night, tender is the night, strange is the night, and many things can happen. When the splendid Bohemians join forces in the evening. And we <laughs> are going to be joined by a gentleman named Clive Powell. Clive Powell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Clive Powell. Who you might know as Georgie Fame. Also known as Georgie Fortune. Georgie Fortune. Georgie Fortune. Born in 1943, my friend. Man, oh man. Ten years older than me. There are people older than us, Bill. There are people older than us. Sometimes I don't believe that's true, but yeah, it happens to be true. Yeah. So this is a cat to be reckoned with. And anyone who has seen his performances with Van Morrison knows very well what I'm talking about. He is probably the only musician that Morrison has allowed to be an equal on his stage throughout a uh, through, throughout decades and decades. Um, he is the go-to guy, always has been. But there's a reason for that, is there not? Because both Van and Georgie come from a school that is influenced intensely by jazz, mm-hmm. intensely from, by that uh, by that Chet Baker. School of cool. And Although Georgie says his first influence at the age of 14 was Fats Domino. I found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. On Blueberry Hill. you're 14 I think it's it's you know the records that were blasting out you hear who the Beatles say that they were most influenced by and who the Stones say they were most influenced by I guess it's what your ears hear and Mm -hmm. it's what you're trying to do with that radio dial and I don't know if you like myself would be up at 2 o'clock in the morning turning that dial everywhere you could to get those out of state stations and if you're really lucky Radio Luxembourg if you're really lucky, that was my thing. So the records that I were here, I was hearing a lot of country. Uh, I was hearing a lot of blues. And um, to be quite frank with you, Fats Domino didn't didn't get under my skin. But I can certainly see where, as a piano player, a New Orleans piano player, and Georgie being a keyboard player, it would... And you can really hear Mose Allison in there. I mean, heavy influence. But Georgie says that, yeah, he started playing rock and roll. And... Um, then blues and and rhythm and blues and and evolved into this jazz cat because when he well first of all let's let's say the name of this record that we're covering which is yeah yeah well I already gave that right? away because I said oh I when I, I, when I, I missed said, it I was, 1964 1964 it was number one in the UK 21 in the US and. What I love about this, now, talk about jazz. This was first recorded by Mongo Santa Maria in 63. That is correct. And then the lyrics 
were written by John Hendricks of Lambert Hendricks and Ross, who also recorded it in a slower kind of tempo. But this was a big record. Kick the Beatles, I Feel Fine, out of the number one spot. Well, it's a perfectly crafted pop record. Um, there's something about it that is so hooky and so the vocal performance is one of the finest vocal performances of that period that I can recall. Fantastic. And whether he's, it's the record or his live version, the first time I saw him perform it live was on a clip from the Ready Steady Go program in the UK, which was their version of our shindig or hullabaloo. And that's where you first got to take a look at the kunga player that Georgie had in the band. Yeah. And, you and in 1962, uh, Georgie Fame and the Blue Flames, they did uh, a three-year residency at the Flamingo Club yes, the in Flamingo. Soho. Yes. And this, by his own words, rhythm and blues all night, playing rhythm and blues all night to black American GIs, West Indians, pimps, prostitutes, and gangsters. There's a great album, 1963, Rhythm and Blues at the Flamingo, where you really, the crowd is like right up front and center and very vocal. And you can see he learned his chops, man. Yeah, but he was always a club performer. I mean, this was this was his uh, this was his bread and butter. But that three years at the Flamingo, where he would open for um, jazz groups uh, and switch around with jazz groups, and uh, there was a lot of jazz being played. But we can't forget that he learned his craft at the hands of rock and roll performers that when he toured with Gene Vincent, Eddie Cochran, Joe Brown. Um, he played piano for Billy Fury. So he's right, been, exactly. Yeah, he's been that's his first big job. He has been connected with um, some of the biggest names in, uh, in in UK music for 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 a very, very long time. Um, so yeah, yeah, was released on January the fourteenth, nineteen sixty five, and it spent two weeks, two weeks on the UK singles charts at number one. Um, he was on Hullabaloo. He did television. And yeah, look, anybody who takes a look at that young Georgie fame, th- th- this guy had it all going on. He really had it all going on. He had the persona. He had the looks. He had this demeanor that was ultra cool. And he looked like he could not be uh, intimidated by any other musician who would come uh, near his path. Very cool. He heard... Uh, uh the Booker T and the MGs, Green Onions, and that's when he bought his Hammond. Well, that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And you hear, you know, Booker T, um, time is tight in the Booker T uh, biography, uh, the autobiography. You hear a lot of the influences and he, you can see where Georgie was immediately, like so many artists. You never give a second thought to who were influenced by Booker T. They were influenced by Booker T. Jones. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. So he becomes a member of Van Morris's band as well as his musical producer. So this is the guy that's doing the arrangements for Van. He's putting together the sound that we become accustomed to hearing in those Van Morrison performances. He's also offering his own vocals, his own takes 
on what these songs sound like and how he employs them. And on the great BBC sessions where he performs Van Lowe's Stairway with Van, you see, you witness, and you hear completely how tied these two men were and still are. And you stay away I know sometimes it reaches up to the moon Taking me higher and higher and higher and higher and higher Then again sometimes, like the man said, comes right back to you Give you nothing but the blues Incredible union, but he had uh, he had some interesting efforts as a solo artist back in '67, and he's trying to find a commercial niche for himself with the Ballad of Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, that was a that was an interesting effort. Becomes number one in the UK. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and number seven doesn't hold here. up for me, but uh, yeah. No, and I agree. And this is where it begins to get interesting. Um, it begins to get interesting, and it leads into this entire uh, framework of, of other people he's worked with. Because Well, yeah, on that subject, I think I became fascinated by the pairing of Alan Price and Georgie Fame, and they did several television shows the price of fame. And I was watching those clips. Those guys, they're almost like brothers. They have a, a similar sound, you know, of their voice, timber of their voice, and uh, similar influences. And you see them the, in these clips, the two keyboards facing each other, price on the piano, uh, fame on, on the organ. What's interesting is about the music that Alan Price recorded individually also had that lightness to it and when he left Eric Burden um, he left behind some of that sound that we became immersed in with House of the Rising Sun but absolutely but Oh Lucky Man is a classic so Lindsay Anderson he's given the opportunity by director Lindsay Anderson to create this magnificent soundtrack and for me that's Alan Price's great greatest work georgie fame's greatest work i think is is this is all over the horizon over the course of of decades over the course of over a half a century oh absolutely absolutely um so he's of course um very very uh prominent in van's album enlightenment and uh between 89 and, 80, and 97, these two, those two were inseparable. So you see where the tie yeah. uh, comes in with, with Georgie and other artists. 
But there is a lightness to the desire to have acquired pop hits after Yeah, Yeah. He never really attained that that deep, blue, cool sensation that Yeah, Yeah uh, investigated and promoted. It was just one of a... It's a a one-of-a-kind record. It's a a one-of-a-kind record. I I recommend that people... uh, seek out the rhythm and blues at the Flamingo because he's playing a lot of covers, uh, R&B covers there, blues covers, and it's uh, exciting stuff. You really feel the energy. So, yeah, yeah, of course, in 64, and this is where it gets away from him. So he, in 65, is is covering something, uh, a record called In the Meantime, Sonny, and a beautiful song called Sitting in the Park. Um, you have a lot of efforts until 67 when the Battle of Bonnie and Clyde becomes the number one record for him. But then he also becomes, because you mentioned Mose Allison, his influence with Moulton, they're tied at the hip too. So oh, Seven, absolutely. Seven Son became a... Uh, uh, a song that he became associated with, and it was Rosetta in 71 with Alan Price. So that was a resurrection. Rosetta, are you better? Are you well, well, well? Rosetta, are you better? Are you well, well, well? Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. In 74, he also records the Ali Shuffle. <laughs> I hit you with that one. And in 96 on Verve, big single, That's Life, recorded with Van Morrison. And that is probably... The, that's Life? You mean the uh, Sinatra hit? The Frank Sinatra song. And that's probably one of uh, those 45s that I've worn out. That's mm. just an incredible version. I don't think I've ever heard that. That's probably a great... Great rendition. Oh, it's magnificent. Magnificent rendition. And he's got EPs all over the place. And uh, look, if we we want to get a little further into, yeah, yeah, let's play this thing. And then we'll get a little deeper into it. Yeah, let's do it. Georgia Fame. Yeah, yeah. Every evening, when all my days work a suit, I call my baby. And let's go watch her with you. I met some movies, but she don't seem to be gay. And then she asked me, why don't I come to her flat and have some supper? And let the evening pass by, I'm taking records. Besides a groovy high five, I say, yeah, yeah. And that's what I say, I say, yeah, yeah. My baby loves me, she gets me feeling so fine. She loves me, she makes me know that she's mine. And when she kisses, I feel the fire get hot. She never misses, she gives it all that she's got. And when she asks me, if everything is okay, I got my answer The only thing I can say, I say yeah, yeah That's what I say, I say yeah, yeah We'll play a melody and turn the lights down All sort of knock and see We gotta do that, we gotta do that We gotta do that, we gotta do that And there'll be no one else alive in all the world Except you and me I never need you to thrill, it's hard to tell you Because I'm trembling still But pretty baby, I want you all for my own I'm ready to 
those others alone No need to ask me if everything is okay I got my answer, the only thing I can say I said yeah, yeah, that's what I say I said yeah, yeah, that's what I say Yeah, yeah Bill, croon a little bit of the because uh, you, you you were you were giving me a little bit of a private concert before. And if she asked me if everything is okay, I got my answer. The only thing I can say, I say yeah yeah. That's what I That's say. That's what I say. I, I say yeah yeah. yeah. Oh man. Oh man. So you know, so I th- I get the impression that this is one of those records that kind of altered your life in some way. You know, uh, yeah, it's always been it's always been there, but just going back and re-exploring it has been a uh, a love fest for me. Well, the careers of of guys like Georgie Fame are um, I don't think he's spoken about often enough as being one of the great musicians and one of the great contributors to uh, popular culture. And uh, as you say, his work at the Flamingo, Ronnie Scott's, there are a variety of recordings to seek out and that you can find where you can really broaden your Georgie fame horizons. And uh, that's why we do this program. We hope that you will do so. So with a little yeah, yeah, we're going to uh, we're going to head on down that magic road to the next episode of Put on a Stack of 45s. But... Bill, you have any messages for our friends out there? Just yeah, yeah, baby. Just yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Just yeah. That's what yeah. I said. I say yeah, yeah. That's all you need to say. If life were only that simple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And on that <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy note, we wish you the very best. Stay safe. Stay warm. Stay loved. And uh, Mr. Mesnick will be back with Mr. Buckland shortly for another episode of Put on a Stack. Forty-five. Stack of forty-five. Stack of forty-five.